0: Welcome to another episode of Tea Time with Tommy, the pro lesson podcast with Tommy, Norbs, and me, Brittany. On this episode, we have a very special guest, the one, the only, Jake the Snake Roberts. Welcome to the show, Jake. thank
1: Thank you. You're much better looking than the other guy. (laughs)
0: <laughs> just so before we get started with the actual interview i love the photo wall that you have in the background i'm just wondering what's the big like wrestling um photo that you have up there
1: oh that's from uh, the documentary that i did Um the resurrection, the resurrection of jake the snake roberts with uh, diamond dallas page and scott hall mm-hmm. great documentary my, my road yeah, to recovery absolutely. You know, and uh, good news is I've been clean now for over 10 years. So. Amazing.
2: Amazing. Congratulations, sir.
1: Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> so
0: to start things off, you want to talk about your book that's going to be released soon. So just talk oh, wow. a little bit about why you kind of want to write a book and what will people learn about you in this?
1: Well, my book should be different than any other wrestling book you've ever read because it's going to be the truth, okay? I'm just going to talk about me. I'm not going to talk about anybody else. I mean, maybe I should talk about them. They talked about me, but I'm not going to. And uh, bottom line, it explains how I got into wrestling from day one all the way. And uh, it talks about the inner workings of wrestling. What happens in the locker rooms? The um, the politics, the um, the bad jokes, some of the brutality, uh, and some of the funny stuff too. Uh, but it's it's a lot more about what I went through going to the top, and then staying there once I got up there. You know, that's that's the one thing I pride myself on, is that, you know, I wrestled for a long time, and uh, after I got to the top, I never went back down, and uh, even when I was in the WWE, um, Hogan would go on fourth, and I'd go on last, which really pissed me off, it's like, well, I'm not being paid to go on last, you know, but it didn't seem to bother me at all, so. Yeah, it's going to tell you everything that you thought you knew about wrestling and uh, enlighten you on some tough times. Because it's going to talk about some tough times painfully tough, uh, not only from a wrestling standpoint, but from a politicking standpoint and from a physical standpoint. Some of the things that you go through, some of the things your body goes through, the grind, how hard it was to stay on the road for 90 days straight. I wrestled Ricky Steamboat 93 days straight, and that's twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. So it's insanity, you know. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're still we're still a few months away because I decided to uh, lengthen the book by about 300 pages. So (laughs) I got some filling in to do because I was going to make it a, a two part book, and I decided not to. I'm just gonna jump it all out there at once and uh once I get it up and out there then we're gonna come back with an audio book and um uh, maybe later on we'll do the porno book. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's just that's You're just my snake.
3: <laughs> Can't wait to get the I book just- uh jake can't wait um i just i just wanted to say uh i have uh my dad he doesn't watch pro wrestling but he says you were his favorite wrestler one of his favorite wrestlers to watch so he wants to say that my dad wants to say that to you the message that he loved your entertaining skills it was like he said it was cutting edge it was bar none back back in the day so my dad wanted to give you that uh <laughs> that message
1: yeah, I, I, I appreciate it he's a great judge of talent
3: <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell him that i'll tell him that jake
1: yeah. w- uh, wiser than his years
3: <laughs> oh man just amazing promos you had um i have to ask i know this is gonna be a loaded question but if you can try to answer um so many great matches he had uh legendary matches you had in the past do you can you uh tell us uh, what your most memorable match was ever
1: I have no idea that's up to the fans. you know uh, For me, I had a lot of matches that I, I, I hold dear to my heart because, well, for different reasons, you know, wrestling Andre's one thing. but wrestling steamboat's another. Mm-hmm. Wrestling Ronnie Garvin. oh my God, that's an experience. Yeah, to say the least. You know, here's one for you. Ronnie Garvin, I'd be in the ring beating the hell out of him because we like to hit each other hard. Ronnie and I just like that, you know. But I'd be kicking the snot out of Ronnie, and I was the heel at the time, and I'd look down at him, and, ah, oh, he's not ready yet. And I'd pound on him some more. And I'd look down <laughs> at him, and, oh, he's not ready yet. How did I know when, this was, when he was ready? What was his tail? Well, Ronnie Garvin had a tail, and his tail was his nipples would get hard. <laughs> Once his nipples got hard, that man, he was fixing to beat the shit out of me. Oh, I swear they'd wow. work right up. Oh, wow. I seen, him, I seen him about, I don't know, about three years ago. And I went to him and I said, hey, Roddy, man, we had some fun, didn't we? And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun. I said, well, tell me one thing. He said, what's that? And I said, what's the deal with your nipples getting hard? And he just laughed at me and walked off. That scares the hell out of me. What did that mean? You know? <laughs> I keep I keep thinking every time I look at a peephole I'm gonna see Ronnie Garvin and it scares the shit out of me. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Ronnie was quite the experience.
3: Definitely he was one uh, one tough one tough guy, one tough competitor.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> a great competitor, man. Yeah, one of the best. Um yeah
2: you have been with AEW since uh, this past year and like the, the moment that you uh that you uh, made your appearance in uh, AEW, you did a promo with cody rhodes which was yeah. unbelievably amazing it was probably oh, yeah. one of the best promos i've ever heard in my entire life like it was very methodical as you always were with your with your uh, words and uh yeah it, it really uh it, it really um uh, stood out uh, to to many people and um, yeah, I mean, like, exactly. and you've been, and you've been managing um, uh, the murder hawk Lance Archer as well in AEW. Um, a, a tremendous and fierce and scary individual, I, I must say. Like one of the, the most fearsome athletes out there. Um, how's that experience been like for you, uh, being a manager to uh, to Lance Archer and um, uh, being part of the AEW uh, team there?
1: Well, being part of AEW is probably the greatest treat I've ever had. Um, Tony Khan, the owner, makes it such a pleasurable experience. He treats the guys with respect. He treats us like athletes. He caters to us. He makes it easy to work, you know, and even the worst conditions, he makes it easy. Even when the pandemic was going and we're doing everything in front of no people, he made it easy. And he's such a student of wrestling. He knows more about me than I do. You know? It's really weird. He kind of scares me in a way. I'm like, dude, are you stalking me? You know? But he just knows too damn much about me, man. And uh, his appreciation for wrestling. Uh, Working with Lance has been a treat. um, Because I just thank God I'm not having to wrestle that big bastard. You know? uh, (laughs) Lance is a little stiff and um, you know I don't mind stiffness but I don't like being ran over I don't know if you guys seen that match from last week with him and Eddie Kingston holy shit I didn't even want to be the referee in that match (coughs) uh, I did did see that yes (laughs) and uh, they're going some more this week because they're going to come back in a lumberjack match and uh, I don't expect anything less than Somebody getting sewn up, or the docs will be busy in the back trying to get them back together. That's one of the nice things about Tony, too, is he has uh, qualified people in the back to take care of the talent as they come out. You know, it's, um, it's not, a, oh, sit down and wait, the ambulance will be here in a few minutes type of crap. No. He's got the doctors there, and these are qualified men that no sports medicine, you know. McMahon never did that for us. Are you kidding me? Shit. He just put you on a plane and said, go to the next town. Wow.
2: Unbelievable. Pretty good.
1: Um, Talking
0: about earlier when you were saying that, how you were just number one and at the top for such a long time. Like, How did it feel to be praised by so many fans and to be number one. Did that have a lot of pressure on you?
1: It wasn't pressure on me. Um, A lot of people probably don't believe is that I'm very insecure. Very insecure. I I was a quiet kid at school. I never came out of my shell. Um, Didn't date much. And then I got into wrestling and became a sex addict a drunk and an alcoholic, you know, and a drug addict. You know, I, I, did, I did a complete flip. Going to the ring to me is like making love to my wife, you know? It's like, no matter how well I do it, it's still not good enough for her because she's number one, man. That's my love and respect for my woman. Getting in the I, I didn't feel the pressure from the fans. The only time I felt pressure was when I would go out for two or three days straight and not be in condition to wrestle, you know, physical, physical or mental, you know, you doing cocaine for three days straight or something. And I'd be really mad at myself because I'm like, Oh man, I can't, I can't wrestle. now. I'm just too weak. But when it came time, the bell would ring. I'd jump up and I'd take off that ring and, And instead of doing 20 minutes, I'd do 40 because I wanted to punish myself for being such an asshole, you know, because I didn't ever want to cheat the fans. And uh, the fans are what makes it for us, man. They're the the fire. Without the fans, guys all learned a lesson during that pandemic. Wrestling in front of uh, buildings with no fans really sucks because everything that you do in that ring hurts when there's no fans. I mean, the simplest of moves hurt because there's no fans because you're not pulling that adrenaline out of them. You know, you can't get that electricity going. You can't get that spark going because they're not there to cheer you on or to scream. And you just don't ever have that, that fire you need to go. So, uh, I think the guys some lessons there, but uh fans have always been number one for me because uh even in my worst days, the fans never gave up on me. They always believed I'd make it back indeed <laughs> and <if> I
0: didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy Norbs, do you have any more questions for jake
3: um i I have to ask uh Jake, one of my all time favorite moves. I know you've heard this throughout your career, the DDT. Uh, yeah like my brother would love to do that to me when we were kids on the bed, and my mom would be Is yelling short so sure? was you <laughs> oh that sorry.
1: Why you're so short
3: yeah, oh, yeah that's the why I'm short exactly <laughs> that's why I, I could never make my university basketball team I was too short but uh yeah i have to I have to ask like what how uh, how did that uh move the DDT how did that come up, come about
1: I don't know if you're familiar with the guy called the grappler Lynn denton, a uh, great wrestler. Um, we were wrestling in the mid South and um, having some really great matches. We we're doing about 40 minutes every night, you know, and uh, really working our tails off. And um, I used to front face lock him and just wear his ass out with a front face lock, really working, work him over. And he'd fight his way to his feet and he'd try to get out of it. and Sometimes he'd, he'd push me into the corner really hard. And, um, He'd push me back in there once or twice, and I'd let go. And as as I let go, he would stagger back. He was in perfect perfect position for that knee lift, and I'd catch him right in the face, man, and just blast him. Well, one night, he went to push me into the corner, and I had his head hooked. He stepped on my foot, and we fell backwards. Oh, And I I was a baby face at the time, so I didn't really pay attention. But he did, and uh, he didn't get up. He stayed down. And the people were just, oh, what the hell was that? You know, and uh, I'm dancing around the like I didn't fall down. I didn't fall down like an idiot. And uh, that's how it was born, man. I started working on it after that uh, by taking my left leg and taking it back and then swinging it through as fast as I can. Uh, The only thing that really pisses me off about that maneuver is there's so many guys that use it and they don't even know how to do it and they don't even have the balls to come ask me how to do it which really burns my ass now as far as everybody doing it that doesn't bother me you know why because when they do it and it's a false finish or a two count or a one count that's great because what you just did was tell all the wrestling fans that jake roberts did it a hell of a lot better than you did buddy
3: absolutely so you Man. just made
1: yourself like a dumbass, <laughs> like a pussy. <laughs> Welcome to your world.
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: you you do it the, the best. Uh, you know, it's one of the yeah. greatest moves in, in wrestling, and you do it way better than everyone
1: else uh, out there. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's way it I, should be. I guarantee, I guarantee, you're going to see it soon in AEW. <sighs> that's
3: for yes. sure. That's yes. for sure.
1: I might just be
3: out there in that ring doing it to somebody. Oh we can't wait to you see never it.
1: Never know. Patented. <laughs> you it's a patented
3: know. move. <laughs> Please do it. Please. Oh yeah. Yes.
1: Oh
3: yeah.
2: Absolutely. Uh like uh, I just uh, wanna ask a uh, last question. Um I mean like there's so many uh, future aspiring wrestlers out there that wants to be in yeah. the business, uh, just as you were. Yeah. Um what word of advice uh would you give to those aspiring talents uh getting into the business?
1: The most important thing that you can do pre-getting in is to get your ass in shape. You know, my God. Uh, you know, if you want to become a doctor, you have to go to 12 years of school before you ever get to college. Then you got to do eight years. Well, why don't you look at wrestling like that? Get your ass in shape before you ever start training to wrestle. Be an athlete. The other thing is, the most important thing is, Go to accredited school. Don't let Joe blow down in the corner teach you anything. Because basically, he's there to rip you off, take your money, hurt you, and get rid of you and get somebody else in there. Go, go have someone teach you that has been to the top. I mean, uh, who do you want to learn from? A guy that's never wrestled in the, in the big shows or somebody that's uh, been a world champion? You want to learn from the best. That's who you should learn from, the best.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And just uh, curious, who got your ass in shape when you were young and starting out in wrestling?
1: I, I just kept running from the girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shy kid, running from the girls. That was their exercise. Yeah. It. <laughs> don't,
1: don't believe that. You're running after the girls. That's
2: what
3: it was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to believe you're like one of the coolest uh wrestlers of all time and uh it's hard to believe that you're uh (laughs) it was uh you were shy it's just because you're just the coolest guy.
1: yeah well like i said you know can't judge a book by its cover man you know um i had a lot going on in my early years man that a lot of bad stuff had happened to me as a kid and uh that it made me draw in and hide you know, when you're sexually abused as a kid, it changes your life forever. It really does. And uh, that's all I want to say about that. So.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Well, yeah. thank you so much for taking your time and talking well, to I us. I appreciate it. It's you been did. such a pleasure.
1: Well, thank you, darling. I, I, I really thank you guys for having me. And uh, I'm glad you can go back to touching whatever you were touching.
0: I was just uh scratching my, my shoulder. No, you were. No, you were. <laughs> yes I was. <laughs>
1: no you were. You had your hand down like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I, like that. <laughs> I see the oh, cloud behind you and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> hey guys, please subscribe below and get ready for sun. a lot more segments of tea time and time.